Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality. It's August 29th, 2023. I'm Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And um, I'll say hi to Walt. Hi, Walt. <laughs> Hello, Nancy. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? You you have Twitter, don't you? Yes. Okay. Do you think? Because I ask with my pendulum, and the pendulum saying no. It's no. Yeah, Stu Peter is posting images on his uh, Twitter feed that he's saying that Spokane is under due attack. And I'm asking with a pendulum and it, and it keeps saying no. And he's showing images and I say, are these images from Spokane, Washington? And I keep getting no. I don't know what's going on. Is, it, is this true or what? Are you What are you guys hearing on from your end? I don't follow Peter's, Peterson on, on Twitter. Oh, okay. What is a stew attack? No, Stu Peters. D-E-W. There's the link. D-E-W attack. Yeah, there it's on the radio chat. I just posted it, if you want to see it. Oh. I've heard you name this guy, so I figured it must be somebody that you know or somebody that you follow. I don't know him. He's... He's like a a, a mini uh, Infowars guy, Alex oh. Jones. Oh, okay. Um, he can get really. He's he has some very excellent guests, and he, what he does do is he does like um, clips from his own shows, and I find those useful sometimes. But he is uh, a bit of a fear monger, not because oh. he. I mean, in my opinion, you know. That's, uh, that's why I'm asking you guys, because I keep asking with the pendulum and getting no. I said, are these images from uh, Spokane, Washington? No. Well, the date on it, though, is August 20th. So we would have heard about it if that was true. Oh, I, See, it's a good thing I asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my feeling is, is that he's the type of guy that would have... Um, Essentially, he hears it, he's going to report it. You know, whether he, he doesn't, I, some of the things he says, I, I just, I don't want to put people off listening to him. Just, you know, sometimes I've, I've questioned, you know, maybe you should have waited a little bit to get more <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's interesting, but we don't have, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything, Spokane. Uh, I haven't heard. I'm, sh- I'm sure do, jo- that, you know, there was a fire up there big enough to, I think that, yeah, we would have heard about it. Has, is uh, is Derek uh, uh, offline still? He lives in Washington. He would have heard something if it's true. Um, 
Yasmin, Yasmin's asking, when did this happen? Well, we don't know, but it said 20th. So I doubt that it's happened. <laughs> but, and you got to be careful of these things, you know? The ones that really get you are the ones that, I mean, the, the more they look into this Maui thing, I, I just, you know, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I wasn't paying too much attention to it, but apparently they did a segment on uh, the five, Fox 5, that said that um, the people who were out there claiming it's climate change are <laughs> being skewed by the people in Maui who went through it. Oh, yeah, right, you know. <laughs> I mean, the people, everybody know. Everybody knows this was not natural. I mean, I don't hear anybody out there saying, well, yeah, you know, there was uh, just this fire and it was, well, some people are that they should have cleaned the grass underneath the power lines, you know. Mm -hmm, okay. But, you know, I mean, some of them are playing into it, but not, not real sane people. <laughs> it's the insane people. No. Yeah, I, 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 you know, what are we going to do? We got to deal with this good news, bad news, news you wouldn't believe and you put it aside. I mean, I thought that Donald Trump's mugshot was a uh, phony. I thought somebody was punking me. It was so good. <laughs> you know, and then you find out, no, it was real. So you just don't know. You're, now, you keep saying mugshot. Has he been officially arrested? Haven't you seen his mugshot? No, I, I don't have television service. I don't, so I, I don't know. Well, oh, it's all over the internet. Somebody uh, look that up for him. Get him a, get him a picture of the mugshot. Dolly's got a, a t-shirt coming with the mugshot <laughs> on it. Uh, yes, he was, well, you know, it, it's funny. They don't like to use the word arrest. It, he was arraigned in that he had to, uh, go to this very scumbag jail i guess uh even the you know the fox commentators were saying this jail good lord they just had four people killed or something in, in the last month you know it's not a good place and trump himself said that it was not a good place he was not happy there um but anyway he had to turn himself in and give his fingerprints and he had to have a mugshot. They've got mugshots of like 18 people that are also been indicted on the same charges he has. They they conspired to, I don't know, take down the country or something. Um, yeah, so the mugshot. But it, it's just perfect. It's a perfect mugshot. Nobody's posting it. I will do it. I will do it because it's easy enough to get all right Trump mug <laughs> okay let's see what happens here because I did it on Google oh yeah there it is okay okay yep, we got it okay let me see images let's get us an image up here I mean I don't think that you could possibly have one that was better It's just uh, too perfect. Uh, Jesse Waters said that he had booked the guy to um, take his Christmas pictures. Whoever took those pictures at that at that place, I've already got him booked to take my Christmas pictures. 
Uh, oops, no. I think I can do it this way. I'm sorry, people. But if somebody else had done it, it wouldn't be me. Let me see, is that gonna work? Oh, shit. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Diane. <laughs> yes, there we go. There, and, and yeah, that, that's, uh, I think that's uh, Martin Luther King. Isn't it? I'm pretty sure. That's yeah, it, it, yeah, very uh, young looking, but uh, it, that's it's in it's him. Well, what happened was that um, it, as soon as the mugshot came out, they were showing pictures of Martin Luther, of uh, some of the rock stars that were were mug, mugshot, you know, and other people who those shots that became an iconic photograph. Well, that looks it, ideal for a, an, ele an election campaign photo because I would put the caption, vote for, vote for me or else. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he, pu he, he published that on Twitter, actually the first post that he made, he, he went back to Twitter, he opened the account again, and the first post he made was of that picture, and underneath it, it said, never surrender. And what it's done is it's actually inspired the black community, black men, to to absolutely. Oh my God! I mean, this thing. I, I I somebody was on the phone with me. I was so irritated. I'm talking to this person, and they're doing uh, interviews with these black men, who are saying why they now are going to support Donald Trump because of that picture. It was like when they saw him have a mugshot, and he's being railroaded just like. A lot of black people have been railroaded. They just said, he's one of us. He's he's part of the hood, you know? And <laughs> so you got a whole, I mean, the, the people, the, the black men that were talking about this were very articulate. I'd heard some earlier. And then there was a whole nother group of them, you know? And the guy that first told me that story was a Fox contributor who was black, and he was virtually laughing <laughs> with glee. Yeah, they woke up. They woke up. The picture woke them up. <laughs> you know, everything they they seem to try uh, with Trump, every it just keeps blowing. The the wrong way com comes out the other end, doesn't it? Every yeah, time... but, the, <laughs> but the funny thing is, it worked with the black women. Mm -hmm. They all they all are. Yes, that's exactly who I think he is. A nasty person. Nasty, nasty. You know, and and the rest of us are going like. No, that's somebody who's got your number and is saying, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, we'll see about this. And the last thing I remember him, I'm sure he's done more, but he tweeted out, um, if you come after me, I'm going to come after you. And that's what I thought he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Coming after you, you know. But, uh, yeah. Oh, these people, I mean, for those people that don't know what's happening, the... Uh, Oh, God, I, all I get is bad names in my head. I got to get them out. The judge for the, uh, I believe it's the D.C. Uh, January 6th case, has set the trial date to begin on March 4th, which is the day before, it's a Monday, the day before Super Tuesday, when, you know, it's very critical that you get those first group of states in the primary saying that you know yes Donald we want you to be the be the next candidate because 
if you don't do that, you've given somebody else uh, a step up. So, like, if DeSantis won the Idaho caucus or something, it would be not a good thing for Trump. And they've set it up so that he has to be in that courtroom in D.C., the armpit of the country, to be, you know, indicted the day before. Well, hopefully it'll work like it always it has been happening, that when they do something like this to him, he'll probably walk away with everything in Iowa. You know, and then New Hampshire's, oh, I, I forget, there's like Super Tuesday, there's like six states. Oh, no, maybe Iowa goes before that. But there's six states involved in that Super Tuesday, now that I'm thinking about it. But I think Iowa and New Hampshire even precede that. But, you know, but the, but the interesting thing is, is that the date, March 4th, I don't know why it was set up this way, but in the Constitution, the President of the United States, up until, I don't even remember, the 30s or something, always took his oath of office on March 4th. So it's a it's a date that's very significant in America. Not that I think that the judges know anything about that, but it might be, be something behind So wait a minute, if, if the 4th was so significant, where did the 6th come from? What do you mean? Well, there's the, this whole, so, so far... God, you need to watch a little television. January 6th is what they're talking about, being the time where they had an insurrection on the Capitol, when all these people who were outside the Capitol, Donald had talked to them, and he said, go in peace and protest, you know, peacefully. And um, so some of them did there he said that there was way over a million people in the crowd he was talking to and only uh you know a few hundred went to the capitol but they were uh, they went in and and i mean uh, one woman was shot to death she didn't have any guns they didn't have any guns the whole thing as a matter of fact that might be one of the reasons that tucker carlson got knocked off because he had done a series of there's a lot of cameras there was a lot of cameras that nobody was seeing the video of. They they kept something like 5,000 hours of, of film. They wouldn't show the American people. And I guess it was Freedom of Information or something. Tucker, no, I think one of the Congress people got a hold of it, one of the Republican congressmen, and gave it to Tucker because he knew that Tucker wasn't good. You know, Tucker would put it out in a decent way, which he did. And... The series that he did on that, I think it might have been three shows of, of his nightly show, were very, very, very like, whoa. Like the guy that was uh, had the horn hat on and, you know, the shaman character that was walking around that was supposedly one of the heads of this thing and he had stormed the, the uh, Congress, the halls of Congress and everything. They have him on film, on film, being walked by the police through the building. And he's talking to them, and they're smiling, and they're, when they, they went to open up a door, and it was locked. And they said, oh, wait a minute, there's probably, this one's probably open. Yep, it's open, you know, walking him through. And he's saying, thank you very much, and he was 
you know, God bless America. And there was no indication whatsoever that this man had done anything wrong, and yet he was in prison. He even said a prayer for the policeman who escorted him. Yeah. Now, Dolly, has he been released? I think he's been released now because of that. I think he has recently. Yeah, I think it's because of that film, because it wasn't entered into, you know, the evidence. But I think he's been... It was because of Tucker that he was released, yeah. It was because of the Congress... Man, who I'm not sure, I think it was Solis, but I'm not sure who it was, that gave the, you know, well, it was congressmen, because they would have decided this together, gave the gave it to uh, Tucker instead of releasing it to CNN. Can you imagine what would happen then? Um, because Tucker would give a, a truthful rendition of it. But one of the really critical pieces of that, and, and Tucker got it, and it was quite a lot of film. And his editors went through it and basically took out the the gems of it to show on on his show. And there was this segment where the and I don't remember his his name, but the police officer that they supposedly killed by hitting him in the head with a fire hydrant or fire uh, extinguisher. You know that guy that Who was died of a heart attack afterwards. Actually, <laughs> stroke. Um, and they, but they they gave him a funeral in the Capitol. He was laid out in the Capitol. This was a big thing, right? So, in the in the film that that they showed live, you see this guy, this cop that was supposedly already dead by their timeline, ex- escorting people in. It, 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 and, 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 you know, I mean, it was obviously him. It was him. It, you know, you could pretty near read the badge on him. I mean, it was him. And, you know, an hour after he was supposedly dead, here he is walking around. So that blew that whole concept of, of violence and killing a police officer. And you listen to some of these Congress people and they say, all the people that died on January 6th. Uh, it was a police officer that had a stroke, and it was one of the people that was there who was a, 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 an Army veteran, U.S. Army veteran, who was, in fact, trying to subdue some of the rowdier group of people that was shot in the neck without any given threat to anybody by a guard, uh, you know, there, uh, 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 uh Congressional, congressional Guard person who had been already cited for leaving his weapon someplace like out in public and was not the best guy in the world. They never, he was just exonerated without any kind of a trial, without any kind of questioning. So everything about the January 6th thing is just malarkey and it's all on the tapes that they wouldn't show the American people until they were given to Tucker. And and still, there's silence on him. I saw it. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of Vox listeners that probably all of the people listening to me, if you listen to Tucker, you saw it. But the rest of the world, it was like, no, we're not going to put that out. No, that didn't happen. Mm-mm, not going to do it. So they can stop any story. They can flag any story and take it down. They've got a complete monopoly on 
what it think what they think the American people should hear, except for the fact that they are only a small, a very small slice of the pie now. Um, there's just if you're still listening to the mainstream media, God bless you. You shouldn't be listening to this station because you're an idiot. <laughs> My opinion. Well, I yeah. even saw a thing on how. What's that bimbo's name? Oh. Harris. Harris. No, the one with the big boobs who was in the, the head <laughs> of the house. Oh, Pelosi. Yeah. How she had planned the whole event. The policemen, where they were supposed to be, and uh, everything was planned. And that they, she had appointed three FBI uh, infiltrators to be in the crowd. And everybody knows the one dude who had the red hat on kept saying, Go in the Capitol! Go in the Capitol! Encouraging people to go in the Capitol and... Uh, they showed how she had controlled the whole and had the cameras in specific areas with certain people assigned to certain those camera areas to p- encourage people to misbehave. <clears throat> it was her daughter's camera crew that was doing the her filming stuff. It, the whole thing was planned by Pelosi, and it just pisses me off. That people say, oh, oh, the, the ordinary people did all this bullshit. I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to breathe now. Now, didn't you, didn't you say that the posse is going to show up? Well, be, before we get the posse here, let me just finish this, okay? Because I was muted. But the um, guy who was the chief of police for the Capitol. He was also interviewed by Tucker. That interview was supposed to air a couple of days after he was fired, so it never aired. So he just did another hour show on Twitter, and you can see that one. And that man was extremely uh, believable, and he was very upset because, first off, you've got... He had no intelligence telling him that there was anything planned, even though the FBI and CIA and, you know, local D.C. people all thought there was going to be something to happen. But he wasn't informed of that. So then on top of that, when he saw everything going south, he called his immediate, well, he's he's the police officer chief, but it's like going to a civilian who's above you and said, we have got to ask the National Guard to come in. Now, Donald Trump had 50,000 National Guard troops ready to go to D.C., but Pelosi wouldn't let it happen. Okay, two days before, he said, please, let me send the National Guard in. No, 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 wouldn't let them in. So the National Guard, who were on the streets doing uh, basically traffic control, uh, those people in the streets at the time were actually told to go back to their barracks. When he finally, you know, he, he says to this guy, you got to get, you got to give me permission to ask the National Guard come in. And he said, the guy said, I don't remember his name. The guy said, well, uh, 
I, it has to go up the chain. Well, up the chain is Pelosi and McDonald, McDonald from the Senate, head of the Senate. And, you know, 45 minutes goes by and he's still not getting, he's asking for it and asking for it and nothing's happened. So it was, I, I think it might have even gone over an hour, but he calls the National Guard himself. Meanwhile, he's afraid his people are in jeopardy of being hurt because of some of the things that were happening there. And um, so he calls the National Guard and he talks to the head of the National Guard personally, not in the D.C. area. And the man said, well, we don't like the optics. We're not going to send anybody. Excuse me? You don't like the optics? This poor police chief was, and he was blamed for the problems. <laughs> you know, oh, it was that guy. He didn't do his job. I mean, he was such a broken man talking to Tucker. It's like he could not believe that he had been betrayed on every level. And that even though he had been betrayed and then blamed for it, nobody asked him his story. It was Tucker that came to him and said, can I interview you? Nobody else had done that. See, the, the press just, if they don't want the information out, they just don't report it. And if you've got, you know, a third of the population listening to these people, you think everything is, we've got Bidenomics. Oh, that inflation is going down. No, the rate of inflation is going down, not inflation. I mean, it's like so many different twists and turns that they make in order to keep the people in a state of stupidity and ignorance. Why can I call them idiots? Because idiot is somebody that doesn't know. Ignorance is not knowing. It's not your capacity to know. It's the fact you don't know. And these people just don't know. So, uh, yeah, this this whole... But, but again, you know, these trials are fine and dandy. They, 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 if they could get a, a fair trial, you would be able to put all this information out there that would prove to the American people that everything that these people, the Democrats have been telling, and when I say Democrats, I'm not talking about the Democratic Party from the old years. I'm talking about the takeover, this fascist group of people that are now in charge of that party. It's dumb motherfuckers. Um, anyway, so that was fun, <laughs> January 6th. Anyway, that, that trial is gonna start on March 4th. And um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll I don't see. believe it. Do, do you? I mean, we, you, and I both woke up this week earlier in the week. Early. Neither of us are early. I know. Not that early. <laughs> you're, you're messaging me, and I'm going. This is like nine thirty or something. I'm going. Why is she mess messaging me? She's up. <laughs> and I'm up. <laughs> I was hoping your phone was turned off so it wouldn't wake you up. <laughs> I always keep the phone in this room. I don't take it to the bedroom. Um, because of people like you. <laughs> uh, you know, but um, yeah, and and we both agreed that it was like a strange energy, all almost like the day before Christmas. Anticipation, yeah. yeah. Great anticipation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that kind of faded, but it was an interesting day. And I wondered after the fact, what happened today? What happened today? 
that we'll find out at some point in time. I did too. I, I sat here and I thought, gosh, all this anticipation all day, did anything happen? So I turned Fox on, and by then it was really late, and I didn't see anything exciting on Fox. So. No, I was waiting for it all day, and it never happened. So I suspect whatever happened might have been happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Something had to have happened because of... I hope it was good. Yeah, because of the so much anticipation. Can we the ask the air. posse? Oh, you know they're not going to answer that one. Well, what can they tell us? I mean, you know, without giving away anything strategic, what can they tell us? Well, Nancy wanted to do posse later. Oh, okay. They'll be around. No, 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 you can do it now. I just wanted to finish what I was saying about that. You, you know, if you feel up to it, do it. Well, let me get my note page because somebody said something. So she's going to pull out uh, the red phone. The grateful cre grateful creature who was in the chat room during the Sung Sungite show today. And asked a question. Uh, it, it, he, he or she had heard from some people that California people along the coast, like 50 miles in from the coast, should be moving out of California. Because we've all heard, oh, California's going to drop in the water. Well, so I asked the posse about it. And here's their answer. We cannot give you that answer because things change all the time, especially with movements of Earth. So for a couple reasons, they can't answer something like that. And uh, because of the movements of the Earth, um, they can't answer because it might not come true. Or it might come true and be worse. Or they they really don't have an answer for that. Plus, they, they see time differently than we do. Correct? No. Hold on. I got to listen, Walt. Oh, please. Thank you, God. Um... They, what, what was your question? I forgot what was your question. <laughs> the question regarding the, uh, the life nearing, if, if people should move away from the coast. And I, and I said, well, to you that, well, the posse wouldn't be able to answer with a, with certain, with a certain level of accuracy because their perception of time is completely different from ours. Oh, your time completely different. No, uh, no, not really. They they can see some things, but they can't they can't say a lot of things because uh, we make things change mm. by our actions. So it's kind of a uh, what do they call that in Vegas? A crapshoot. So we are constantly empowered to change our reality. Yes. Always have been. 
So we have to stop thinking along those terms that, oh, might, might this happen or might that happen? Well, what do you want to happen? It might or it might not. <laughs> exactly. There's your answer, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like that. Can <laughs> is that. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. No, I just right. can't seem to stop coughing. Oh. Uh, um, so. I just wanted to ask a simple, you know, everybody's asking. Okay. And, uh, since, they, since they are on the other side, they're in a better position than us to tell us. Now, without giving away important strategic data, I, I get that there's stuff that they cannot speak of openly, but is there anything that they can tell us which is beneficial to us to know uh, what ha what happened with all the events surrounding the Maui incident? Is there anything they can share with us without, you know, giving away secret strategic stuff? Is that no, no, nothing. They can nothing. OK, mm -mm. it's still fresh. Oh, OK. Yeah, they can't. There's nothing they can say about it. Okay. Even even they don't know thing what things are happening or in the future. Uh, it's too fresh. There's too many cooks in the kitchen for them to be able to see what how the meal will turn out. Oh, I get it. <clears throat> we couldn't do that either. Even if we planned a party and we invited. Uh, six people, and we're expecting six people to show up, and only four show up. We couldn't have foreseen that. No, I get it. Okay. Well, is there something that the posse would like to pass on to us? I was just asking that. <clears throat> Oh, well, Dave's here. Hi, Dave. I missed you lately. He's been busy. Um, he says, you know I'm always checking on you. <laughs> That's true. I will wake up in the middle of the night and there's Dave, or part of him anyway. Um, there, he... He's saying there are so many things that are happening in the background and that are uh, up in the air yet. Some are for definite happening at this moment in time. Some they're planning to happen certain ways. And so, like we just said, we don't, they don't know if they will happen that way or if they'll do it another way. And they have to go plan a different plan like plan B or C so there's a lot of things going on right now um, that were planned a long time ago but it took some things did happen when they were supposed to happen and some things are happening right now uh, that were supposed to happen right now and some aren't happening right now that we're supposed to. But it's a, he says, like you said, it's a crapshoot. But 
there's so many things now like a domino effect. Because this happened at this time, the dominoes are falling in in order and they're not missing a beat. So this is a good thing. And we, because of these domino effects, we are going to start seeing things so fast that some of the things we won't even know we're seeing until the results start happening. <coughs> we'll, we'll see them at the time they're going on, but we won't know we're seeing them until the effect happens. Okay, got that, Dave. <coughs> um, he says, this Trump stuff, he can tell us this. This Trump stuff, you know how Trump plays chess. And he plays that kind of chess Spock would play. I forgot what it's called. 5D or something like that. Um, Trump is playing these dudes like, like an expert fiddlist. He, they, they are so freaking scared of him that they're tripping themselves up all over the place. They have these plans made that they're going to do this and do that so that they can make it so Trump can't run for office. But they're, they're all going in different directions and they aren't following plan A and they aren't even realizing they need to do plan B, C, or D. So they are they're falling into the trap all the traps that were set for them very easily it's not a hard thing for trump and the good hit, good guys the white hats it's become very easy for them to <coughs> hold on. Sorry about that. It's become very easy for their plans to mostly be carried through the way they want them to and at the time that they want them to happen. So uh, that's very exciting for the White Hats. And uh, that's part of why we are starting to see things that, that the, the evil He's saying the evil, evil, evil beings, They're, they, they seem to be popping out all over the place. But when they pop out and try to do something, they aren't getting it done the, the way they wanted, not them, but the way it was planned because these minions are coming out when they aren't supposed to be and they're messing things up for the evil side, uh, which is making it easier for the white hats. So plans are made, but plans are messed up on both sides. But it ten, it's it's more eighty twenty now, eighty for the good white hats and twenty for the evil beings he says he can't even call them black hats because they're just evil 
uh, he says, stay away from him. Like, like Janine said, no. They're not they, even They human. never were human. No. Oh, wow. No. They're from the pits of hell. That's what Dave said. He said, like Janine said, do not take them on. You will not win. But Don't are, put... are they on the physical plane or they're like where Dave is on the other no. side? No, they're everywhere. Oh. They're, they're everywhere. They're on that side. They're they're in the universe. They're uh, on planet Earth. They're on, in planet Earth. And there's battles going on in there uh, because of them. <laughs> there's battles going on. Going on everywhere because of them. <clears throat> uh, but he says for us to do not even attempt to take any of them on, we would lose. We are not equipped for that much evilness. We've never even we we think of evil as being evil, but he says you can't think of it being as bad as it is. He says, he's reminding me, like when I was a kid growing up, uh, of course, the church people would always say, you can't fight the devil, stay away from the devil. Uh, and But we could never imagine. The, a lot of people would say, oh, they're just saying that. But it's true. There is hell. There is heaven. There is a spiritual battle being fought at this time. And the spiritual battle is is uh, boiling over into uh, physical uh, confrontations, um, which they didn't want to happen, but, but it is. So that's all I have to say about that. <clears throat> he says, keep the faith. He's, a lot of people are falling off on their faith because it's drug out so long. He says, tell those people, keep the faith. We've won. We just have to show what has happened. This always gets confusing to me. They say they've won, and then they say, but we have to show you. And things... Uh, depend on people's reactions. And, and I think, well, if we won, then I thought I would think the reactions would be over with. And so I can't figure that out myself. There's no way I could try to explain well, it that. Sounds like, it sounds like uh, he's talking about people's reaction. They, they can still turn the tide if they react negatively toward this thing instead of looking at the positive angle. That in itself, that energy has can turn the tide in, the fa in their guys' favor. So it's important to keep an eye on people's energy and their attitudes. It's like uh, like in, in Buddhism, attitude is the short deliverance of the mind. I never understood that when I heard it the first time, and then I understood it You know, when, I, when I've heard you talk about love blankets and what significance they have what effects they have over the quality of the reality, your reality, the reality that you're choosing to live in, then it makes sense that, okay, we've already won, but we have to 
see how to get the people there and are they going to where where is their what is their attitude what is their mentality when facing all these things so at any one time if a lot of people collapse and decide to go negative then oh okay there we have to keep fighting more because they're they're we're actually you know if, if people choose to go negative they're pulling us down so we don't want that we want to stay in in an, in a high frequency attitude and situation like i know that this is this doesn't even compare because but when i hear you talk about this spiritual war that it's playing on all the planes it, it, it i made a i saw a connection between this and what's happening for example with the um, the ash trees uh, at least the ones here in, in minnesota ash trees are very important because they're very spiritual trees and for decades they have been suffering from the an invade from an uh, an invasion of an uh, asian beetle it's not even native to this continent it's come from asia it's it's a beetle it's called uh, an emerald ash borer that uh, actually perforates the the bark of the ash trees and then the the larva grow inside the 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 bark eating the the tree and killing the segments of the tree so the only um, unless they you pump antidote into the tree when the tree is young when an adult tree gets affected by the emerald ash borer they have the only solution is to kill the tree bring it down there's no other thing and i saw well that that's not that doesn't work for me because i know that it using if, if you're using radionics um i remember the story i don't i don't think it was an ash tree it wasn't there was a a tree that was being inflicted by you know the these war um these worms that are called uh, basket worms they 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 string they 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 have like an uh, a little string that they hang from and they make a little ba a basket and the worm climbs out of the basket and they eat the leaves of the tree so it's it's called a basket worm and this this gentleman had the problem where he had the, the, this beautiful tree and it was infected by this basket worm and what all they did is he he put up a picture of the tree and put the picture of the tree in uh, the radionic machine and then he smeared the photo with a uh, uh, cedar wood oil cedar wood oil will kill the the basket worm so when he came uh, home uh, home from this was like after a day he he saw the kids were stumping something on on the driveway and what he found is that the the kids were stumping on the worms the the the, the worms were falling off the tree they were running away from the tree because the the tree was being treated with uh, uh, the cedar wood oil, but not the physical oil, just the energy of the oil. And I thought, well, why can't I do that with the emerald borer? So I took pictures of my ash tree, what I have in the front in the front garden, and I put it on the on the uh, what do you call it in the scalar machine. And then on the receiver end, which is where you put medicine in the scalar machine, I put a, a bottle of the cedar wood oil. So I'm irradiating cedar wood oil into the into the tree, 
and I, I think that's I'm going to be able to save the tree. And I, and I and this makes sense to me that this is something that the cabal, which is a, at a very low end where people nobody will notice in contaminating uh, life forms because the ash tree is very significant. It is a very strong spiritual tree. Uh, how significant is it that they choose to they bring in a, 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 an insect that actually targets the tree and the tree has no defense to it because the insect is not native from here. So that's I see it as another another level of this spiritual war. Uh, am I making any sense at all? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're making a tremendous amount of sense. And um, it's like we had a conversation on the, the Shanghai show. It's similar to what you're having now, but <clears throat> I've never really thought about what you're saying specifically is it just never came across my plate before, you know? But um, that's very significant information because there's there's just so many applications of it, Walt. Yeah. You have other examples? Of, I mean, I know radionics works. And, and radionics is sort of like a prescaler uh, device that's been used for decades uh, to do what he's talking about. It was mainly focused on this sort of thing. And you would simply... Well, it, it was used in the 40s. Hieronymus Galen is the one who started this, but it was at the time, primarily, it wasn't even used for healing people. It was used for uh, crops, right? for healing plants. Yeah. Exactly. So if you had a, a, a tree that needed, uh, what is it, the cop or something or other that will take care of some kind of a disease it has all you needed to do is to take a picture of the the tree and add the copper as like he's saying in this case in the scaler he just put the vial there uh you could do the same thing you could do it in so many ways but the radionics was extremely successful but again if the mainstream media and even uh, uh, we forget about it you know, I mean, everything that we have a problem with, in some way or another, has an energy solution to it. Yeah. They're so simple, people forget. <laughs> well, they, they they spoke so much against radionics that there was like a solution from some cook's you know, mind, you know, that they came up with this uh, roundup, this, is, this uh, chemical. We don't need to use that chemical. Because with the radionics, you don't you don't need to contaminate the earth with chemicals. But it's not what they wanted. They wanted to, to contaminate the earth, and they wanted to connect contaminate all the foodstuffs. Everything is according to plan. You know, contaminate, contaminate, and contaminate, so that people get sicker and dumber and sicker and dumber, and until there's nothing left, I guess. It's pretty amazing. There's so many applications of it. Yeah, but uh, it, to, to me, I, I when I was working on the tree, it made me think that I said this is this is this is right, right up the alley of uh, Adali's explanation of the spiritual war. This spiritual war is manifesting at, at every angle. It's not just affecting people; it's affecting everything. 
the spiritual war. Well, you remember a few years back, Anelia posted a, a, a blog type of thing, and she said that she was going through some old notes that she had made, and she came across a, a conversation, a telephone conversation that she was having with a client, and then it sort of like went off and she didn't remember any of this why did she write that well she apparently experienced it but she had completely forgotten it probably because it wasn't time to you know understand what it was saying but the story she tells is that the Anunnaki came here from their home world in order to essentially you know mine the in this case gold and it was probably other things from the planet and while they were here they needed some workers because they didn't want to have to be able to do it so they did genetic changes to human beings and, and based on their own genetics of course you're not going to use somebody else's if you know yours and you don't know somebody else's so it's Anunnaki DNA being introduced into the human species let's say so what she was realizing in this conversation this these notes that she had taken was that <clears throat> in doing so there was a dna connection between the human beings and the anunnaki themselves at the dna level and that they were having a real fit on anunnaki world because all of a sudden these sheeples these completely dominated versions of them, the great ones themselves, you know, I mean, just like here, you know, the rulers were the, the hires, high powers and everything went great for them, but the rest of the population really sucked. But they were completely mesmerized and it's the only way we know. And so there was no, even a movement, even a hint of revolt against the establishment but because of this human connection dna here on earth <clears throat> earth in our in our reality we are making some really extraordinary changes is humanity and it's being reflected in the dna of our ancestors the ancestral dna that is on anunnaki world and that they were actually having a problem with the people no longer listening to the ruling class. That's all she knew. That was what the notes said, you know. But I found that fascinating because it all makes sense from the DNA, what we've learned about DNA, you know. So, um, um, yeah, you think you, you think you can control it by making this little change here and a little change here. Well, somebody, somebody or somewhere who, they, because they say that uh, the Anunnaki are experts at, at DNA manipulation, they might be experts at DNA manipulation, but there's some things that totally miss the, the mark on them is because they're, they're forgetting consciousness. You know, the DNA, only part of DNA is physical. The other part of it is, is consciousness. So you you make one little change or a couple of changes and it 
changes everything else down the road because it it's constantly awake it's it's conscious so you make a change thinking you can you can control it and it is is going to respond by making a a a, 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 a i don't know a hundred different changes in response to that to your one it's like a like a never-ending game of chess you're making one modification to achieve this effect or that effect and it's responding with 50 modifications so you you're never you're never going to get to the end of it you're never going to get the results that you want because the thing is awake it's awake and it's responding to everything you're doing so so that hubris of thinking oh we're absolute masters of dna no you're not you're not sorry not work not going to work <laughs> well, you know if i didn't know better i thought you were talking about ai <laughs> Because that's what's confounding the AI scientist, is how is it that this machine that we made is now self-teaching itself and doing things and making uh, statements, actually talking back at the people that have gotten some of those people that have actually created it in a state of absolute panic. Because they don't know how to control this. Well, they created it for the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, but what you just described is also what happens with humanity. It's like the Anunnaki come in here, they make some alterations, they think they got it knocked. You know, they probably made alterations in their own people, so they think they got it knocked. Oh, yeah, we got it all under control. Except that if you begin to self-teach in that we ourselves are self-teaching by every time we have conversations like this okay that is in effect affecting our dna because we know that the human voice according to the russian scientists is the number one manipulator of dna human voice can change dna in a way that nothing else can and so if you know that the dna inside of us is changing and that because of the concept of quantum entanglement the DNA in the Anunnaki people is resonating with ours. So the same thing is happening there. They're having an awakening, an awareness, an enlightenment. And if that's true there, and they've been running around the universe, all of these different <clears throat> ET people, manipulating you know, the native population of any given planet to do whatever it is. I mean, I've never believed in manipulating the genes of even the animals that we have here who are we to say you know and yet in that in the plant kingdom it's like yeah but maybe (laughs) you know i can argue it both ways so i can understand why they thought it was fine to do and did it but in if you're in a in a position of you want to control uh you put yourself in a dangerous position because you can't control it it's like the ai we're finding now it just is self-replicating and self-manipulating and self-educating. So, um, you think the universe was confusing before? <laughs> it's going to be really confusing now. Well, I just saw a video where they they are doing an experiment with plants, and they are attaching electrodes to the leaves, and and they, and they keep uh, an, an eye on the electrical. Uh, the stimulant, they uh, they approach the plant with certain circumstances. 
and the plant responds with the electrical stimuli and you get an idea whether the plant is agitated or fearful or happy, you know, different different states of being. And, and they, they, they did it on this one. They put the plant attached to a device that it's like a, it's like a, a mechanical, like a mechanical arm. And, and there's an, a, mate, a machete at the end of the mechanical arm. So at any point, the plant can actually move the machete and either cut itself or cut something else. So at no point does it does it want to hurt itself. So you see it moving the machete this way or that way, but it, it refuses to hurt any part of its own body. So how do you like that for experiment? <laughs> you say that's a video that you saw. Yeah, it's a it's a YouTube video. See if you can find the link. We're going to take a break here, and it's somewhere over the rainbow by Israel. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, tell you I will and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. Welcome back to Cosmic Reality on August 29th, 2023. Um, I apologize if people are having the station drop. Um, 
it could be the app you know the just the commotion of this storm it's got to be right right off the well it's, it's quite a ways from me but it might be disrupting something plus the fact that you're in an emergency situation where people are trying to communicate and it might just be uh, affecting some of the brand bandwidth so um, I apologize for that but it seems to be setting itself pretty rapidly maybe somebody maybe you guys aren't even seeing it I am on the station okay so welcome back um, I, my name is Nancy Hopkins Walt Silva and Dolly Howard are with me this is the cosmic reality radio station and this is the cosmic reality radio show that's been in existence since 2014 the show has and the station has been up since 2016 and we're damn proud of it <laughs> yes we are doggone it yeah yeah because we'll figure it out okay so um let's say this is and this is low but on an average you know on the station that you know we've done six shows a week for 52 weeks for now what eight years well, we right? started in 2014 well when, when did we start this channel? Start 2016 the springtime oh. of 16 so 16 and you know seven years seven years yeah yeah, yeah. so that's a tremendous amount of hours and each one of those shows is is two hours so we spent all this time just feeding into the collective consciousness of humanity you know just talking to people this this magical consciousness that we are you know never mind the 3d situation when you think about the complexity of a place a bubble a quantum it's actually in my in quantum is I know Walt, Walt could give you a different description. The quantum area, okay, where every human that's born with a certain frequency, in this case, let's say the Gaia frequency, that it, it law of attraction again, that any kind of energetic field thought form that we put out there that is specifically one of aha not just like oh, i gotta do the dishes or you know not these little things that just clutter up the 3d and certainly aren't needed in the higher echelons it's those major breakthroughs and understanding the aha moments um they all get attracted to this particular area that they're recorded forever you can think of them as being recorded or you can think of them as just living holograms uh but in this this area that every single human being accesses all the time and some people realize well listen if 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 everybody's connected to this stuff and you've got certain people that seem to be able to pull information down in other words it's not just an uplink it's a downlink well maybe i can make a downlink and if you believe in the downlink then you can understand why you suddenly get messaging now you can in your imagination or the way that you want to deal with your reality you can you know manifest some story to explain all of these things and my story is that i've got spiritual guides at all sorts of levels that are guiding me on a path of success so certainly not going to 
guide me down a path of doom and destruction. So from that standpoint, I feel very confident that we're going to and have one simply because the future and the past, it's all, they're all just places in the quantum universe. And you just have to know how to get there. And how you get there is how you think. So it's not a complicated process, but it is, and that's, that, that's I think, what, what happens when you really start, and I've said this, I realized that the people that were being most successful were the people that could explain complicated things in very few words. And it's sort of the same way. It's like, it all looks very complicated, but if you just sort of sit back and ask the universe to give you the simple version you'll find out that it's it's not complicated there are certain rules and regulations that are always in, in play and there's no way around them so you have to learn to live by embracing those and the dark side you know has a different set of parameters I would suspect you could call them than we do and so we just have to keep marching and believe 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 that things are really going very well i I have an update on spokane (laughs) oh okay (laughs) i i'm on my i'm using my phone messenger and i'm communicating with uh, kevin deem who is a gentleman i know he lives smack in the middle of spokane and uh, he he's has he has one of my water turtles, and he's actually used uh, an image of the eagle, and they um, they programmed it and they they got rid of the fires. They had a major fire on the 19th, and then it it, it got uh, they got rid of it, and uh, right now it's raining, so, he, so they don't don't have any fires or anything, and I asked the question of. Of what happened is that uh, is it true that what the Stu Peters is saying that uh, Spokane, Washington is under do attack? And he said, "What is do?" And I explained to him a directed energy weapon, the thing that's happening on Maui, and I described it. And he's like, his reaction is like, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> he he even sent me a picture of the city, uh, and there's nothing. It's, it's just a cloudy sky, and there's. No, there's no do attack. There's no fires. I mean, there's nothing going on. And here, this guy is posting pictures showing a completely obliterated landscape where all all the houses, everything has been burned to a crisp. So, well, I suspect that this is this is a, a, a let's say a, a modus operandi of the black side is that when people start to talk about. I think that there's DEW being used in Maui, okay? What they do is they put out these false stories to people who should know better, a Stu Peters with many, many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers, and give them the wrong information. <laughs> so that now people not only doubt what Peter said, but they get it in their head, oh, this is all BS. It's a, it's a, you know, the way they try to counter when, when too many people are talking about the truth. That's why you'll, you'll hear me say, ah, be careful of that story. Yeah. You know, 
Because they play us in all sorts of ways. And and that's why you can't believe it. Not even images any anymore on the internet because you see images. Well, look at look at for example, the that that fake letter threatening you with a with a pictures that all oh, these pictures belong to Reuters and blah blah blah. And it turns out that it was though the the pictures aren't even valid because they don't reflect what really was it was it was just a scam they just wanted to get money out of you so even if you you say oh I, I need to see a picture before i believe it oh yeah i got news for you the pictures aren't even real <laughs> <laughs> well the problem was is that they took a screenshot off of my website to take as evidence in a court of law should I decide to fight this thing. And my website is copywritten, so by them taking a screenshot, they broke copyright law <laughs> and then presented it to a, case, a judicial case. I mean, that's the problem. You know? And have I been... I, from the instant I was copywritten, prove I wasn't. I don't care how many, you know, you, they can go back in time and look at certain websites. You know, you got the, you've got the money for it, go for it, dude. And see how long it goes back. It goes back down to, you know, well, in that case, it was like, think at 2013. Um, did I start, started that? No, I don't know. It was earlier. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, uh. Okay, Dolly, did you have any other thing that you had a list about? It seems like you wanted to talk about something in chat. Oh, yeah, they were talking. Let me get there. <clears throat> uh, it was Yasmin and a uh, graceful creature who were doing a little chat back and forth. Uh, I had asked for suggestions for topics for tonight, and Yasmin said, I would just mention to people to remember they have an effect on things and to stay out of the fear frequencies when all this bad stuff is being talked about. If they get afraid, it's best to turn off the TV and go someplace peaceful and think good feeling thoughts until they feel powerful again. And then... uh Grateful Creature says, I actually think the ego has been turned up a few notches the, mo the more and more protective I get over California. I began my work with a minimal intervention approach, but as they keep trying more and more stuff, I've gotten annoyed. I think that's making the energy work with the ego more powerful. <clears throat> Yasmin says, I also grabbing, oh, I'm also grabbing the negative energy they send and transmuting it to power up my own energy work for good. So the more they send, the more powerful my work gets. And, and then uh, Walt said, Sure, tell them what you're doing. There's nothing they can do anyway, wink. Ha ha, yeah. 
the only thing they can do is send more negativity my way, which I just gather up like a nice harvest to make the good bl- to make the good bloom using their own tactics of energy harvesting against them. And then Grateful Creature says, hold on a minute. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that. Grateful Creature says, hey, Yasmin, could be eagle working. A lot of great people here to magnify its power, like Kevin Kiley. And then uh, I open up. Oh, I got. Uh, let me copy this. Where's, where's this? Oh, well, there it is. Jeez. My sight's just getting worse all the time. I'm going to enjoy it while I got it. Okay, so I'm going to copy this into the chat room. Paste. This is what he's talking about, Kevin Kylie. It's a a Twitter post, and what Kevin Kiley says is, the court has ruled Gavin Newsom and his enablers will go on trial for the catastrophic harm they caused our students during the COVID school shutdown. In a case brought by disadvantaged students, the court denied the state's motion for summary judgment and set the trial for November 13. The judge, an appointee of Jerry Brown, advanced the students' claims that they were denied basic education equality during the school closures. He cited the following expert findings in this ruling. Missed days. LAUSD students missed 205 in-person instructional days and Oakland Unified students missed 204. Therefore, a quality, equitable education was not achieved. Here's another one. Achievement gaps. During the shutdown, Achievement gaps widened between white students and black and Hispanic students. With the magnitude of learning loss, greater in schools that served more low-income students. And here's another reason. Student well-being. There were declines in student motivation and other indicators of student engagement and well-being with low-income English learner classified students and racial-slash-ethnic minorities hit hardest. And here's another reason. Declining enrollment. There's been a dramatic drop in enrollment stemming from the shutdown, which cannot be explained through to traditional factors with the declines particularly large among vulnerable students. California had the longest school shutdown of any state as late as March of 2021. 
my amendment to open schools was voted down by the legislators super majority and it says it, a ha- headline San Francisco chronicles students harmed by remote learning inequities can take California to trial judge rules and that's what the why the judge ruled it because he did that and that was August 10th 2023 was updated then now how do I get in this how do I get out of this what what is the woman in the in the car with the mask what does it have any significance I don't know. Read it. Oh, I, I read it, but it, it doesn't say what is what. It I don't. I, I really don't know. Well, oh, OK. I just went as far as I knew what they were talking about. <clears throat> Now. Um, there's another. Let me let me go there and look. Let's see. So Grateful Creature says the court has ruled. I said that, didn't I? Gavin Newsom and his enablers will go on trial for the catastrophic harm they caused our students during the COVID school shutdown. In the case brought by disadvantaged students, the court denied the state's motion for a summary judgment and set the trial for November 13th. So I already said that. So you heard it twice. Um... So that's the end of that one. Did you want to discuss that? And then I have another thing if yeah, we have I'm time. Just, I'm just excited about it because it's another indication that there are some major changes being made. Uh, you know, the fact that the Hunter Biden case got shot down by this judge that said, has anybody ever seen this before? You know, yeah. but, but all you need is one judge in one court, another judge here and another judge here for them to, to start turning this around because, you know, we talk about the evil ones, but the reality is that they're, they're, they're very, very small in number and they're not very powerful in totality compared to us. And there's more good people out there, maybe people that are good people but don't have a, a spine You know, they, they don't know how to stand up because it, it's been taken from them, even from the, the kind of food that they are given. You know, so we have a, a situation. I've had my fish tank on this whole time. Oh, oh I didn't hear it. It's interesting. Yeah. I just all of a sudden heard it and I looked and I went, yep, full, full blow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, it's another good indicator that things are going very, very well. And I know when you, you know, sometimes when we talk about things, it like it looks like it's just terrible. But I'm telling you, if you if you pay attention to what's going on, it is absolutely mind bending. For instance, they um, they're still trying to go through all this information in this uh, laptop from hell, the Hunter Biden laptop. So now they've discovered. 54,000, 54, I think it is. Maybe 5,400, but it's a lot of emails. And they finally had, you know, I mean, you got to go through every email to find out what it's about. But in doing this, they have discovered that 
Joe Biden was using aliases in three instances that involved his son, Hunter, while he was vice president. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you've got a son who was being paid $83,000 a, a month to do something from a company in the Ukraine who has no background into it, but he does have a father that's the vice president of the United States. In Burisma, this company was being investigated by this chief prosecutor for the Ukrainian government that was taken out of retirement to do that job by Zelensky and the president of the Ukraine. So Joe Biden and, and um, I'm trying to, oh, what is it? Archer, um, the best friend of uh, Hunter during this thing and also on the board of Burisma, he flat out said that Burisma was afraid of this prosecutor and asked Hunter to fix it. So then they've got an email, and this all happened. They know the city that this meeting happened in. They've got the emails that went from Hunter to his father. And then, you know, three, four, five days later, he's in the Ukraine. And he stupidly, in 2018, got in front of uh, the... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what it is, but it doesn't matter. It got in front of a camera and was filmed on stage saying, yeah, so I told him, I said, if you don't fire this prosecutor, you're not gonna get the billion dollars that w the United States government was going to give you. You're not gonna get it. I'm gonna get on a plane in six hours. He better be fired by then. And then he says, and the son of a bitch was fired. He tells that, he admits it. And they <laughs> even have video of it when it happened. Yep, yep. The Council of Foreign Nation, Foreign Nation, I think it is. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, it's well, we talked about it in, back when it happened. What's this guy doing? We couldn't believe he had said that. And you know, so <laughs> they, they've been. I mean, it's all there. They can prove that there was um, large payments made, and that they went through. Dozens, in some cases, of uh, different companies that the one company would send some money to this company and this company would send the same money to another company. And that's their, their money laundering through confusion. They have secret documents that are financial documents from, oh, my God, I can't remember how many it is, 186. I mean, it's, a, it's like a number of banks and financial institutions made a complaint against the Hunter Biden business operations regarding suspicious financial transactions. And that hasn't even really been released yet what's on there because it, it because it's uh, privacy issues concerning it. Um, so so this is anybody else they would be already indicted everybody who's looked at this in the course of the mainstream media is saying well there's no proof there's no proof well there's no proof for you because you didn't look there is a tremendous amount of proof 
that Joe Biden was, as Archer said, he said that it was um, the the Biden brand that Hunter was selling. So Hunter was out there going to China, Ukraine, Romania, and a few other countries saying to the rich people, if not the government, but the rich people, that um, like one of them, it was the mayor, the, uh, the ex-mayor of Moscow's wife, and she gave them, I think it was the equivalent of $3 million. And I'm, when, I, when I heard that this was, they found this, I thought, why? What, what are they getting out of that? Well, what they got out of it was that when the when sanctions came down against the oligarchs of Russia in something that was happening, it, it you know, back in the Biden administration, those that the companies owned by that woman woman were not put on the sanction list. So it cost her three million dollars not to be put on a list that would keep her from having uh, business ventures in the United States uh, so but they can tra- they can track some of these oligarch payments directly to Biden family there's something like 14 of them even down to grandkids grandkids are getting you know hundreds of thousands of dollars from the Chinese government huh why they got it all well they don't even have it all they've only got the tip of the iceberg it's just it's just unbelievable. So this guy is not going to run for president. There's no way because the more information that they get and and they they've subpoenaed banks for banking records. Uh, the last I knew there were still 10 outstanding banks that they needed the records for and they had already proven what I've just told you. So and plus the fact that the prosecutor on Saturday night, they did a recorded presentation where uh, uh, Kilme from from Fox interviewed this prosecutor, and the prosecutor, okay, lost his job, but is living on, you know, the pension from the Ukrainian government in the middle of a war-torn nation, and Kilme was asked by somebody else. Why hasn't he been talked to before this? And he said, nobody asked him. When we we asked him, he said, nobody's asked me to do this before. So he does this, uh, and it was translated because he speaks Russian. And he came out and he said that, look, the question was, so do you think that Joe Biden was bribed to do things, you know, for uh, Burisma? And he said, well, he went to the president of the Ukraine and said, I'm going to give you a billion dollars if you fire this prosecutor. Don't you think that's a bit of a, you know, bribery? Because I'm looking at Burisma, where his son works. <laughs> so, and that happened, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm not, I mean, it's not like I, I hear other people talk about it, and I go, yeah, that's right. Um, there has been a slew of really kind of weird things that have happened and uh, maybe that was what was happening because this is hit really hard dolly the other stations have to you know and plus the fact that the the congress p- 
people are now going like, yeah, why don't we send, bring him over here and have him testify before us? So maybe that was what that expectation was that we didn't know what it was. Yeah, that could be. This had, this had a real impact. I could feel it. Um, oh, yeah. it, stop, it was covered by all the other shows before it ever before the full segment ever went on. So the stage was set, and it was powerful. And, you know, uh, Brian Kilmilly asked him, he said, "Did why, why don't you sue somebody? That You know, these people that are saying all this bad, he says, I don't have the money to do that. Plus, he's supposedly in a war environment. Do they even have the ability to do that in a war that's supposed to be going on? I don't know. But, um... Yeah, they, every time you turn around, the fact that they they did the Maui fire, and nobody's believing it's anything except something to do with somebody messing around. It's not natural, okay? When you see that kind of thing, and it just nobody. Now they tried the masks, and you know, in a kind of a universal way, Joe Biden went out and he said. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to ask the Congress to make it mandatory that people wear masks again because of this new variant. And, you know, I don't, well, I'm pretty sure the Congress isn't going to even hear it. But um, everybody that was, that spoke on it said no. And one of the reasons was that there was a report from the uh, Center for Disease Control saying that a good portion of the masks that people were wearing actually had toxic chemicals in them that would cause dementia and, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, cancer, you know. So it's it's like Jesse Waters, I, I said this in the Shanghai show, he actually had a copy of the report and he said, I'm folding this up and I'm putting it in my pocket. And if anybody says anything to me about not wearing a mask, I'm going to pull it out and say, why are you wearing the mask? So, I oh, mean. And he, so, said he, he, he said he was going to ask him, why do they want to kill him? <laughs> yeah. You want to kill me? So, so if, you, if you're wearing the mask and you get cancer or some other health issue, who who do we sue? Who can you sue for this for these conditions derived from masks? Anybody that required you to wear a mask, for instance, the business that you work in. Ah. They mandated it. You could sue them. Which is is what struck me as being really stupid to begin with was that I saw a lot of legal jeopardy that these companies were putting themselves in. Because what happened was that, and it's, it's this, the way that they manipulate people, uh, the, the Democratic you know, people were out there saying, well, um, we're going to make it mandatory that people wear masks. So they tried to do something, and it was shot down in court. But nobody ever said that they really can't mandate masks. But the businesses decided to mandate masks thinking that it was okay because the federal government was going to make a law out of it or had made a law of it. And, and as they're doing this, I'm going, I'm kind of like a conspiracy person. And I look at things like, what are you doing that's jeopardizing yourself legally? 
And right off the bat, when they started doing that, when they started requiring the vaccinations, I was like, oh, you people are setting yourself up to go down the true with, with legal problems because you don't have any legal right to do that, and yet you're mandating it. And so, yeah. Maybe that's the way we take down the, the bad guys. Because remember, for every company that goes bankrupt and goes out of business, there's some young entrepreneur that will step in and take it over. We don't have to worry about any of this stuff. You know, the people that aren't doing their jobs, they're going to go one way or another. So one of those companies is, uh, as you were talking with Mark, was um, this movie company Lionsgate? They did it. They mandated it, and they they rescinded the order within a couple of days. Oh, because I think that they're that you know, probably lawyers are on the case now. They're not fighting the woke agenda. The woke agenda, if nobody's really paying attention, is starting to deflate all over the place. Um. You know, the people who were saying is they for somebody that wants to be a she, he or whatever. And now they're going like, screw it. The the young woman, college student who was, uh, uh, you know, like number one swimmer in I think it's Penn State. I'm not even sure. She had been uh, Thomas, that man, Thomas, for, you know, telling people he's a he's a. He's a woman, and yet he still has every male organ in his body. Really insane thing. But she, she when when initially this all started happening, she became to be, become vocal about how it was unfair. But she was still trying to play the woke language game. And uh, now she's gone out there and say, I <clears throat> I'm not going to call myself a biological woman. I'm a woman. And I'm not going to say biological. This is ridiculous that I have to point that out. And so you got more and more people getting more and more explicitly vocal about this. And that's all it was going to take is people saying, are you crazy? I'm not going to listen to you. What are they going to do? <laughs> you know, cancel you? Nobody cares anymore. It's over with. And, you know, you just have to stand up. Anytime you hear that crap, you know, get a little angry and say no. <laughs> you know, or just, you know, simply say, I don't I don't agree with that. And let them pursue you if they want a conversation. But see, these people don't want a conversation because they can't explain this stuff. You know, you know, why would you why would you have a conversation if you know that you don't know? why you were supposed to say what you said, which is, how could you dare to say that? <laughs> you know, I'm going to censor you. Oh, God. It's just, but we always knew that once people started talking, other people would start talking, and that was the end game. And that's what and I see. And that's here. why they wanted us locked up in our houses. Yeah, it's too bad they made that internet, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, too bad. So, um, okay, you, there was another part of that chat thing? Uh, I don't think so. Let me take a peek here. Nope. 
That was it. Okay. So Um, Gavin is going to go to court. Well, this is going to be funny because, you know, Joe's not going to make it. There's no way Joe's going to make it because they're they're already talking impeachment inquiry. And and when you see the documents and, and, you know, you'd be, you you just, it would have, it's going to, it's going to bring them down. I can't imagine. Nobody can, everybody's saying the same thing. You know, whereas it was, well, they're probably going to, now they're saying, oh, he's not going to, he's not going to run again because this is just unraveling too fast. So, uh, and Newsom is going to have a debate with DeSantis, you know, it's all scheduled and they're going to have a debate. Oh, What's I didn't it? hear that. Why? Well, I mean, because. These are, these are two, what do you call it? They're governors from different states. What? They're both fighting for the election. They're the, both up. No, 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 no. Newsom, Newsom is the governor of California, and he's not running for a federal office. That's what he says. Okay. Uh-huh. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is in fact running for the for to be president of the United States. But a while back, Newsom started taking really weird pot shots at DeSantis because. Somebody who has destroyed the entire, remember he was the mayor of San Francisco before he became the governor, and San Francisco is like a toilet, and the California state is, you know, having terrible problems. There's a good portion of the state that wants to secede from the state government. Just, you know, just they want to go off and be their own state. Um, so you got a terrible situation over there, whereas you got... Florida, there's got more people coming here. Everybody is doing fine. You know, there's not any of these burning things and looting in the streets and stuff. So it's ludicrous that this guy Newsom would take on DeSantis. But, you know, DeSantis said something back to him. I don't, I didn't actually, I, I heard it announced. I, de- I didn't hear the buildup to it. So I don't know. So what's to be gained by this, this debate? What are they going to achieve? I don't know, Walt. I mean, so it's just it's entertainment like, for the popular for the population, just to hear, give something to look at. <laughs> well, it, it it's a it, it, first off, a lot of people probably would look at it because it's so weird, um, but it's a way of both of them presenting themselves on a you know a, a large stage, and in this environment the only person who has any kind of the only thing he's got going for him really is his looks and the fact that you know the, a lot of democrats are kind of like isn't he wonderful uh, with uh, Newsom he's the only contender that could replace Harris they, they don't have it you know the, the eight, eight people went on a stage and there was another I think it was a total of 10 people that wanted to get on the stage and the Republican primary and they have nobody that the Democratic Party wants to put up. The two people running for in the primary, Robert Kennedy and, um, oh, the woman, what's her name? I apologize. Nikki, Nikki. No, well, that's the Republican. Oh. The, the one that actually was the first one to uh, announced that she wanted to be, but see, she's so unknown that I don't even remember her name. 
<laughs> well, who are you saying's the good-looking one? Newsantis. Newsom. Newsom. Ugly as sin. I I agree, but a lot of people think he's very handsome. They're always talking about how handsome he is. Oh and his my hand- gosh! Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. I guess there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> well, it, it's it's somebody that they. I mean, I guess they. I I don't. You know, they're going to try to steal the election anyway. Just remember, they did steal the last one, and so they're going to try to steal it. Um, I, 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 I would never vote for him. I mean, I'm going to, I've still got the Democratic Party thingy because I felt that in, in, especially in the last 10 years, that having a D on the outside of my mail-in ballot would get my ballot counted in this democratically run city and county, you know. So I always just kept it because I wasn't a Republican. The, the rhino Republican, no, that's absolutely no, no. What I am is, uh, you know, a Tea Party kind of person. And and it was Trump that came out and said, you know, you people knew in the Tea Party. You didn't, you didn't reference them, but that was the same group of people that took him into the 2016 victory. So... There's a group of, I mean, the the country is not what they're letting you think it is. It's not Republican and Democrat, right and left. It's the Tea Party. And who was the Tea Party people? Just regular people who said something's wrong. They didn't know what it was. You know, if you listen to them, it was like, well, this seems to be off and that seems to be off, but they were really searching for answers more than anything else. And they got very powerful very quickly and then were taken over and manipulated. But that need in the American people to understand what the hell is wrong, something is wrong. And so this demonstration that we've got now of the loss of uh, the 20th, 20 election you know, in the eyes of everybody, allowed for this bizarre government, I guess you call it theater, where they're doing everything they can to take down the country. And you, you now you're hearing commentators talk in terms of, you know, they're trying to take down the country, they're trying to destroy the country. They're getting much more vocal about what they used to say, well, their policies are so bad. But now they're saying, no, their policies are dead on. They want to take down the country. And that's what they're doing with these policies. So they're getting a a firmer grip on the reality that, yes, what you're seeing is evil. And in fact, it is evil and it does exist. And uh, so there's massive changes happening. And anybody out there that's feeling like, Oh my God! Nothing's happening, and when's this gonna? It's happening. But you have to spend a lot of time watching this crapola go down. I mean, how many of you spend, you know, anywhere between, I don't know, eight and twelve hours a day looking at Fox News, or some other stations, or being on, you know, the computer looking at uh, various alternative news sources? You guys don't have the the time to do that, and it's my job. So and it's Dolly's job, and then well, Walt just gets into some interesting things, but he's not a 
He's not watching that television for sure. Yeah, but I haven't been watching Fox, what you said. I watch it maybe, well, I watch The Five. I watch The Five. Once in a while, I'll turn it on for two hours in the daytime. But that's all I've been watching Fox anymore. I'm tired of their lies, too. Well, mainly, I there's nothing else on television. It's amazing because, you know, they have they have this strike in the uh, theaters. You know, the writers and the so they're not making any new TV shows. I I don't even have the TV on until usually until like seven or eight at night. No, I, I play around with my computer and. And, uh, of course, lately, I've just plain been sleeping. Uh, so, uh, uh, And even I thought recently, boy, I used to have the TV on almost 24-7. Now I hardly have it on at all. You're waking up. My goodness. Scary. Oh, no. Scary. <laughs> the sheriff is waking up. What are we going to do? I don't know. Run and hide. <laughs> the matter I get, the louder I get. I was born to talk. And Nancy <laughs> has allowed me to talk once Dave taught me how to do it. I'm at fault. Yeah, because you let me do it. You forced me into it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I was leaving, you didn't have to leave. You and Colleen could have stayed. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about that. It's like, because I'm listening to Cosmic Reality Chronicles, and before, like I say, in 2014, that show started up, but it wasn't until 2016 that we actually, you know, had our own station. But I was when I listened to the quality of when Shack was producing us, compared to the quality that we got right from the beginning, I'm wondering if JP didn't get a little pissed off about that. Oh, I know he did. Because, you know, he was, he, was, he was so competitive. Yes. But I think, he, you know, it, that was part of the irritation. We had bested him at his game, and he's the one that said I'd never be a producer. I didn't have it in me. <laughs> well, he didn't want you to because he knew you could. Well, I don't know if he knew that at the conscious level. Oh, I think he did. That's so sad, being able to cooperate and get more work done, being that having, that's the old reality where everything is competition, competition, competition. Yeah. We get more doing collaboration. We get more results and and happy results because every, everybody gets what they want. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Okay, well, t this morning you mentioned um, uh, oh, ex-politics. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Sella? Yeah. And you were talking about somebody. Can you t tell us about what that was about? Uh, he was, he had a, <clears throat> a conversation with, uh, his last name is Dale. Uh, I, one of our listeners, 
heard that, uh, saw that show as well. I think he's, he, his last name is Dale. He, in the 70s, he got um, enlisted by one of the a, a, one of the three letter um, you know agencies and he was sent to work in Australia because he was he was doing some he was doing some kind of electronic work because initially let's let me backtrack a little he was he went to the um, academy to be an air force officer and it it, it he, he what he said reminded me of you because he reminded me of of your circumstance with the um, uh, air force how they were so um, sexist that they wanted oh they wanted all you know all the all the all the female officers to be pretty you remember that and you and you said they were they were sued because of that well I guess they they had uh, lots of things because. He had a, a a lot of issues there with the with the um, the Air Force mentality, and he couldn't he couldn't continue with that, and so he he went off and he worked um, doing electronic work, and on the side, be outside of his work, he was actually working on the equations for anti gravity, so someone must have found out because they were um, he was explaining how everything that he was doing was being uh, monitored somewhere 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 or somebody was monitoring what you're doing you know every time you go to the bathroom they monitor everything that you're doing so <laughs> uh, they uh, discovered that he was working on anti-gravity equations because he was aware of the electrical component that's part of uh, whatever what we whatever passes for gravity has an electrical component, and that that's how you get around the uh, the control of the of gravity by dealing with that electrical component. So he was uh, um, offered a job in uh, in Adelaide, and I think if I'm remembering correctly, in um, in Australia. So he sold his house and he moved his entire uh, family over to Australia, his wife and son. And but th there was some kind of a meeting that he missed because when they when it when it got down to the issue of discussing this anti gravity thing, uh, there was one thing that his mentality, his way of thinking, rubbed everybody else the wrong way because. When he spoke to these people, he said, "Well, we should share this with everybody. We should share this knowledge with everybody because this is so so important." Uh, that they didn't like that uh, one bit. They wanted to have the knowledge of the anti-gravity secret for themselves. So someone higher up must have been made aware of this man's mentality. So at one point, they they fired him completely. And they sponged all the records. There was no record that he had done any work for these people whatsoever. So, his story sounds like a like a we like a mystery novel. Three minutes. So, okay, sorry. No. So, what, what? Where is he now? 
Oh, he's alive and well, but uh, it's it's funny that uh, he he credits God with protecting him because all the things that he went through, uh, at one point, even he he encountered a, a Jesuit agent in the middle of the desert that told him, oh, I was sent to get to uh, eliminate you, but I just found out I that I determined that you're no threat to anybody. So you're okay. You're going so so imagine being told that flat to your face, you know, I'm here to kill you, but yeah, I'm not going to kill you after all. So so he credits God with keeping him alive because it's amazing the things that have happened with him with his life. So wow. but it's it's uh it's very interesting because he's he would be I would label him as the number one whistleblower. Because he published his book in 1976, where nobody knew anything of, of this was happening. He published this book, and he was laughed off, uh, off the stage in so many places, it wasn't even funny anymore. But he, he took, you know, he stuck his, uh, stuck with it, and he proved his point. So now everybody is uh, talking about whistleblowers, and everybody, like, like Bob Lazar and everything. Uh, a lot more people have come forward this visit because the official the official line is that oh there is no reverse engineering of alien technology yeah right uh-huh <laughs> he spoke about pine gap and what they did there so it's, it's an interesting uh show but i i saw it on rumble not on not on youtube youtube well, it's all it's, it's all find the, find the link please drop it in the chat room okay yeah, it's interesting. All right, so we got uh, just a minute here. You want to say good night, Dolly? Good night, Dolly. <laughs> good night, y'all. I hope you have sweet dreams and many blessings. And please don't forget love blankets. And thank you for being here. Night night. And thank you for Dave and the posse there. Appreciate their guidance. Walter. Thank you for having me and have a super night, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. And tomorrow, Radio 5G at noontime. And Yasmin and Bob West are going to be with us. We have a, you know, an interesting conversation about a lot of things, including a, an exciting uh, project uh, concerning podcasts and music that. Uh, Bob and uh, Yasmin are involved with. So tomorrow noontime we have the the 5G show and then we have a live show I believe with Ani Avedisian. I have to make sure that she's going to be live but um, that should happen at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Preaching Preaching The unknown You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a man.